everybody, and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super rookie and special inspector sent from Navy HQ, Major Jacob, joined by my co-host and super veteran, hook, line, and sinker, Justin. Yo, what's up? This week, we are discussing the fairly popular, I think, G8 arc of the anime, which is a filler mm-hmm. arc that takes place from episode 196 up through 206. Mm-hmm. So it's 11 episodes. If you haven't seen them, I recommend you do so before listening to this because we're going to be spoiling the whole thing. Our first anime arc that we're talking yeah. about, and it's a filler arc. <laughs> However, uh, I we were told way before... Um, like finishing catching up to that manga, this was the diamond in the rough. This was supposed to be like, because every shonen kind of has this, right? Maybe not every shonen, but most shonen have like that one filler arc that even not the hardcore fans go, yeah, that was pretty good. That was all right. You should check it out if you have extra time, right? And in this case, we heard G8 was quite literally in the terms of like the chronological timeline, the diamond in the rough, because the Skypea anime adaptation apparently was really dragged out pretty badly done and it was also g it was also before a series of other filler arcs that came after including um the extension of davy fight back where apparently silver fox had some extra screen time <laughs> yeah and they like that they was, run it back yeah and it was horribly horribly done um so yeah thanks for uh trafalgar on our discord for letting me know about that detail because that definitely adds to the sweetness of why people look up to g8 as like no this was the good one this was decent um and I will say, like, even though, like, when you're watching it, it feels like a filler arc, right? It's pretty padded yeah. out. It definitely didn't need to be 11, 10 episodes. Well, there were but... points where it actually kind of felt like a like a movie. A little it bit, just felt yeah. Cinematic at at points to me. Yeah, but what I'm referring to, like, because you're correct too. Like, there was a there was a but especially like the last episode, in my, not in quality. Yeah, exactly, but not necessarily yeah. in quality, right? Just just in kind just of storyboarding and stuff. Yeah, there's a couple of shots in particular where it's like this looks like it's, this is a pretty good storyboarding. There's a shot where at the very end where you think the straw hats are captured and you have the vice admiral pointing all the spotlights at Luffy and he has like the the back to Luffy's to the camera and you have the base right in front of him. That could have been your movie yeah, poster right that was a there. Great and to add on to what you said, well, looking over the trivia for this arc, apparently the GA idea was actually an initial movie idea as well. So wow. instead, we there got we go. Curse of yeah. So instead, we get Curse of the Sacred Sword as a movie instead of G eight. So you can thank Toei for that. <sighs> wow. <laughs> to whoever made like that call, just <laughs> wow. Well, to be fair, Curse of the Sacred Sword probably sounded better on paper. Because it's like, oh, Zoro will have his own movie, some magical powers, and he's got an old friend. So on on paper, this idea prob- that idea probably sounded better than Straw Hats land in the middle of a naval base and they try to break out. Right? They probably were like, I think eh. that sounds kind of good on paper for a movie. What, Curse of Sacred Sword or G8? No, this. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Escape from a heavily like armored navy base. Yeah, I'm just thinking it from like some some marketer standpoint where it's like, listen, what's gonna sell toys, right? A guy with a green glowing yeah, sword, some new or, sword, you know, or a guy that looks like Sam Elliott with through pink hair. What's gonna sell toys, <laughs> okay? And I go, he really does look like Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott is gonna sell toys, okay? Because I asked you this in Discord and you did not reply to this because <laughs> I, I don't like... know the answer. <laughs> I don't know if he is designed after Sam Elliott or not. 
Uh, specifically, I was asking in the dub, does he sound like Sam Elliott? Not because I listen, sometimes I just see that face and I just think of all the old like Ford F-150 ads we had in the United States where you just had Sam Elliott just going like, you want to bring out that inner American in you, then buy a Ford F-150. This stream, by the way, is not sponsored by Ford, but when yeah, I 100%. When I see Vice Admiral Jonathan, I'm just thinking, like, you ever wonder you run a military base and you got the Straw Hats landing right in the middle of your impenetrable fortress? Then buy a Ford F-150 to help forget your troubles <laughs> <laughs> while all that's going on. But, but yeah, so, like, overall, this filler arc was a lot of fun. At times, like I said, it does drag on for a bit, but when I remember the highlights, I remember the good parts. Yeah. I don't remember the parts where it's like, okay, this is a reused asset, reused repeated scene because you're trying to pad it for time i didn't know i didn't mind that because i'm used to my old dragon ball z bleach naruto you know back in those anime only days mm -hmm. so i'm like i i still have that training i still got the mentality decades later and i'm watching this it's that's actually to a minimum in this arc so i will give it credit for that the um, the only things i noticed that were clearly padded and noticeable were some of the lines uttered where, for example, there's a part where the Straw Hats are trying to maneuver through, like, a fog, I think. Or, like, this is near the beginning. And Nami is trying to tell this crew orders, hey, uh, hard to port, hard to starboard. And instead of them just doing it, they have to ask, wait, why is she doing this so quickly? And then Nami has to explain herself why she's giving them the orders. And it's like, every fucking second counts right. when you're piloting, they're moving a ship. Don't question it. If I'm playing Sea of Thieves with you, Justin, and you tell me <laughs> hard to left, and I go, why are you telling me to turn hard to left? You're not going to explain to me in 10 seconds, I want you to turn left because I see this. You're going to scream at me harder, hard to, to left. To <laughs> hard to port, motherfucker. <laughs> So like little things like that, right? Or it's like, okay, this is that part is padded for time. Not to mention, right? And that that never happens, like in canonically, you know. Oh, not just like, no. hey, we got to do this. Everyone's like, let's do this. Yeah, but not, well, obviously it's understandably that kind of stuff is like, you know, it's eh. But I get it. Yeah. At so at one point though, it is kind of funny. Hence my my nickname for this was you have a character named Major Shepherd who's just this asshole sent from. He's a special inspector sent from Naval HQ, in case you didn't know that. And he will, <laughs> he will remind you three I, I times... I believe his actual name is Condoriano. Oh, hang on. Wait, I was going to get to the good part. We're still talking about the nakedness here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, a couple of things with just repeated dialogue. And it feels like a filler, but the, the worst parts about usual filler arcs are kept to a minimum. Because... Char the straw hats still feel like the straw hats, right? There's never a horrible moment where people someone That's feels one of the character. best parts. I think is that the straw hats—they're obviously always just fun to be around. And here, mm. there, I think they're done really well. They're in character, and almost everyone gets a moment to shine. Though I'll say, I think Nami and Zoro get left behind a little bit. Yeah, and and I say, um, I mostly agree because comparatively. Like Chopper and Robin, for example, they get a lot of spotlight in this arc. Yeah, Robin's a, like amazing in this arc, especially in comparison to like we just had like the whole movie marathon. And in hindsight, including Chopper, even though he had two movies dedicated to him, Robin and Chopper felt like they were mostly sidelined for the majority of those movies. So when you get to G8, it's like, well, it's actually nice to see Robin like acting up to her strengths and actually being the MVP of this arc. 
And then you have Chopper, who's reinforcing his morals, right, as a doctor, going, I don't care if these are Marines and they're our enemies. I'm not going to leave these patients untreated. They need my help. So you get, like, great character moments like that, and they really stand out. Also, again, early Robin, as a reminder, because I think one of the early comments I said about Robin is, like, I thought her power was so overpowered because she could just do a thing with her hands and then crack your neck and crack your back. And this arc was like full on 100% what I thought was going to happen a lot, where it's yeah. like she could be and surrounded by 50 you, guys. It is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of broken. Just surrounded by 50 Marines going, heads up, you're surrounded. She does a thing with her hands and then all of a sudden all their backs crack at once. And it's like, I thought that was going to be a thing with Robin going forward. Um, but yeah, and then what you're saying about the weakest parts with Nami and Zoro, and you could still say they had their moments. They just weren't as bright. They weren't Not as Not quite noticeable. as impactful as most of the other characters got. Yeah, because um, Nami, for example, had like one pretty good sequence where she used a climb attack, but that was at the expense of the Marines acting really stupid in that scene in particular. And again, like she was also the assistant to Chopper during his moment, but you know she's assisting Chopper yeah, for his how's, life. How's the drip check on Nurse Nami? Uh, it's it's classic. It's fine. <laughs> it's yeah, it's kind of low tier. I wasn't a yeah. huge fan. I was wondering, like, of course, Sanji being Sanji, I'm just like he was like losing his mind. If I like, oh, it's Nurse Nami. I'm just like, it's just a nurse outfit. It's not like it's it's fine i guess but it's nothing not, it's not doing anything for me sanji gol sanji, sanji you know yeah and sanji was definitely sanji in his arc he also had some great moments too though he was in the kitchen he did. He was, yeah he was confronted by a a new like a blonde oc named jessica a very another very american name right you had vice admiral jonathan married jonathan to, and his wife jessica yeah very american sounding names but what I did like was, even though Jessica at first, she kind of reminded me of, like, Major General Armstrong from Fullmetal Alchemist a little bit. She wasn't nearly as tough, but she had that same kind of, like, tough attitude. When Sanji was shown, like, oh, she's trying to teach them how to cook, Sanji turns off his, you know, his womanizer brain and goes, no, I gotta cook. Let me show them how not to waste all this excess yeah. food. And it was actually a nice little moment, a reminder of, like, early Sanji, where I'm like, yeah, this is what i initially wanted more of where he does have a thing for a woman it's his weakness but let me see the more of this side so that was really refreshing um also for zoro i told you this in the pre-recording but like in my head canon i found early zoro to be very funny because this dude is just wandering around this fortified military base just casually he's just walking he's not trying to infiltrate he's not trying to get disguises he's not going to get the awesome shades that robin gets for example right he's just walking around with the swords and he's not getting caught the whole time. And it was my headcanon that it's because he's looking for action and he can't find action. Because he always gets <laughs> lost. He can't yeah. find it. <laughs> so that like was it. fine. <laughs> but again, comparatively to Chopper, Robin, Luffy, Usopp especially, right? It just it wasn't as much. But again, it's fine. He'll have, he'll have Curse of the Sacred Sword helping him with that spotlight <laughs> god i can't i can't even say that with a straight face all right it's about g8 it's not about movie five it's about g8 speaking, speaking of, of jonathan i uh-huh. feel like he's simultaneously a strength and a weakness for me in this arc a little bit yeah he was interesting but also a little lacking a little bit yeah, at the same time i guess but i, I like, his, like his overall demeanor his personality he's kind of laid back and chill but I didn't think it necessarily vibed with the, like, chess master thing they were trying to do. 
it's it's tropey a little bit, right? I think it would have been much better if they just did not. Sh- I think honestly, just showing those scenes with him and the chessboard pieces, it was. I don't know. It just again, it was just very okay, tropey. Like, I, th- I, I would have been fine with him just it, being a fisherman. That's a thing people try to do, but it's really hard to write really smart characters. It really is difficult because you it have really to be is. really really smart. Yeah, and, and a lot of writers. I'm, I'm not capping, but we're just not like that. You know, you're not smart like that. We're not smart like that. I will also say a part of that problem as well with that trope is the presentation of it. Because if it's just a person constantly explaining the exposition of your of the plan to you, you have to find a way to spice it up with the presentation. Because even if the plan is good, because this is one of the good parts about Jonathan, is that the plans did most of the time make sense with his character. He's more leniently laid back. He's I thought he was a commander, but the week he was thinking he was a vice admiral. Um, which is like one of the highest fucking positions in the navy. That's right? pretty high. Yeah, so I thought he was commander, but again, the wiki said vice admiral. Um, but what I liked about it was that his quote unquote like mentality of like using his plans, it actually fit his personality with like he cared for the Marines at his base. So he always wanted the terrain to do the job more than like just throwing bodies, right? He didn't want I want every single soldier to just rush in there and fight the straw hats until the last man. He's like, no, we're gonna try and narrow it down so that they're trapped and cornered. So you guys have a better chance. But because obviously it's the Straw Hats, they find a way to get away with it, right? They find a way to escape. Wh- whether it's because of, you know, Devil Fruit powers or because of possibly the greatest honorary Straw Hat since Vivi, since Sogan King, we have Condoriano to help them with their escapes. Whether <laughs> he wanted to or not. Condoriano! <laughs> Which was probably also one of the highlights of the arc where... <laughs> Usopp was just so great at just playing off the fact that this captured major was Zoro actual... just rolls with it as well. That was awesome. Yeah, exactly. Zoro just again Zoro doesn't get any moments, but he is consistently funny throughout. He is. It reminded me a lot of the the best opening of movie four, right? Where Nami's like doing the bit and Zoro tags along because he gets it. Usopp's doing a bit where he's acting and Zoro tags along as well. He's a really good support when he's helping the Straw Hats with their strengths, with their yeah. negotiating tactics. So Usopp's like, Condoriano, you forgot all the times we had together. Your brain loss is so bad. <laughs> and then Zoro's like, man, I can't believe that happened to him. Man, what a trooper. Man. <laughs> all the times we used to share. <laughs> but also, not even to the, the prison scenes, but also when Major Shepard, a.k.a. Condoriano, was trying to be like the prick elitist guy that he is and try to uh, outshine the people at the Navarone base, Navarone Island or G8. Um, he just fucks up colossally. Like he just yeah. finds a way to outdo Team Rocket with the worst ways to execute plans. He'll bring like this portable rocket launcher. Oh, it's backwards. Therefore, I open the gate behind you guys and now you can escape. <laughs> oh, I have the rocket launcher again. I am petty. I'm going to try and shoot you down myself. Oh, I misfired and I shot the cannon that was going to shoot you down as you skate. Honestly, I thought he was going to be mistaken for uh, the straw hat again at the end. Like, you know, because of how much he helped him, right? Yeah, because he helped him <laughs> so much. Yeah, but he ends up getting decked anyway by Jessica, so that was pretty satisfying. But either way, people talk about Soka King and Vivi. It's like, no, people talk about Condoriano. Okay. Talk about that legend, <laughs> that goat. Okay. Don't forget the non-canon Condoriano. They really do though. Yeah, they really do. But yeah, uh, for, in terms of like OCs, especially for filler arc OCs, 
Jonathan was pretty well done. Um, could have been better, very tropey, but for what we got, because again, this is a weekly shonen filler arc, so my standards were really low. Even when people were telling us, like, like, like this is the good filler arc, I'm just still going, it's a filler arc, it can't be that good. Jonathan was like, you know what, this is actually nice, because whenever we see, like, an, an admiral or commander for the Navy, they're usually like, you know, Drake, right? The other OC that was in movie four, right? They got the uh-huh. big sideburns. Um, they're just very like, oh, we got to get the straw hats. We got to get the pirates. We got to get them. And then it was, it was a nice change of pace for Jonathan just to be like, eh, they're going into a corner. It's fine. Just get the men in position and take, you know, and take them out. Right. And you'll usually have some yeah. like fishing analogy to help back it up or a chess one. But they totally okay. could have made the chess thing work as well. They just didn't portray it quite right. I think it was because they're trying to split it between fishing and chess. Because again, with the last two episodes, it it was better for me because what a strange it was just combination. Like, yeah, because it's just like yeah, it's just bait with a fisherman, right? It's just luring him with the bait. Like yeah, that part works, and that's why at the end when they yeah, <laughs> like, pick the one, man, pick one, <laughs> fisherman or chess player. I need to know. Yeah, exactly. It was two different analogies going on at once. It's like it's don't overcomplicate it. Like this guy's very lenient and laid back. It's already good enough where. The first thing we see him do is that he's fishing, like, late at night by himself to, like, casually, like, relax. And he just sees this, the boat fall from the from Skypia, And he's just like, oh, well, I guess I'm yeah. doing this now. I right? mean, I think it would have, <laughs> it probably would have played better if they just stuck fully, like, one or the other. Probably with the fisherman idea. But he yeah, the fish- steals the gold, he lures him in, you know. That, it was definitely a lot better because it ties in back to, like... Oh yeah, I'm just using bait. I'm getting them to do my thing. Cause yeah, like I'm the fisherman here, and they're the yeah. Fish, first right? he was using the Mary, and then he was also using the gold, and it just would have made sense. I feel. By the way, can I appreciate the fact that the gold was not locked up in the secret uh, fortified vault? It was just literally in his office. Yeah, I like that as well. There was it was there was no like he was just sitting there, right? He was waiting for Nami and Luffy to break in with the waiver, right? They crash in and they go, "Where's the goddamn treasure?" And Jonathan goes, "It's right oh, there." It's right over there. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> and and then Nami kind of goes, "Oh, so it is." It's yeah, right and here. then Nami's like, "This is another trick, right?" Cuz at this point there's been like three or four traps triggered at this point. And then Nami's like, "This is another trap, right?" And then Luffy's like, "No, it's a treasure." And then Jonathan's like, "Yeah, that's a treasure. That's it. There you go." Right? The trap was actually the last part, because I'm just buying time until 9 p.m. Um, but yeah, so I liked Jonathan. Uh, again, it also helps, too, that even though I was, we were watch, I was watching the sub, I imagined him selling me like Sam Elliott in my and head. We so were I'm in complete that. agreement that uh, that 9 p.m. thing was total bullshit. It was bullshit also because they didn't have a cool name for it. They just called it the 9 p.m. net. And I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck calls yeah. it the 9 p.m. net? What the fuck? <laughs> Just call it, like, the night net. Just call it, like, something lame, but not 9 p.m. net. What the fuck? Something. Give it, like, some bullshit acronym. That's what people in the military do, right? You give it, like, some weird acronym, like FUBAR, right? Where it's, like, fucked up beyond any recognition. Then give it, like, some weird, like, acronym for a, a net in the night. Whatever. But, it's, or, you know, just call it low tide. Don't, or, yeah, just don't give it a name. Just give it, just call it low tide. That's it. <laughs> just... Yeah, that would have been preferable to me. Yeah, like again, like little things like that where it's like, eh, they try to make it bigger than it really was. And it's just like, eh, you didn't need to. But the parts that matter. Um, oh, I forgot about the OCs. They're not even on my notes. The the, doctor, the, the girl and her grandpa and her dad. Sorry. 
I, I wrote them down in my notes, um, but they were like the smallest OCs that of note. Because the doctor looked exactly how I remember the mom from Clockwork Island looking. Okay, that the wasn't scientist. just me. Thank you for saying. I that. didn't I... go back and look, but that's how I remember her looking. Yeah, exactly. The only difference is like the hair character. Yeah, she didn't have ice cream hair. Yeah, exactly. But I remember that exact same detail. I'm just like, I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but you brought it up first. I'm just like, okay, I'm not crazy for thinking that. Um, at least her dad was uh, just design wise. He looked unique. Like he looked like he was a hippie. He's been out yeah. there for a while. He's got the long hair. But his main thing was basically just teasing the existence of the spirit of the Marigo, the clobber, 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 yeah, clobber, thank you. <laughs> I can't German. Um, but yeah, he teased that existence, but without saying the word, right? Because he was talking to Usopp. And then yeah. Kabata was the unfortunate physician that was forced to perform surgery and she had a fear of blood, which was uh, played a little too much, but whatever. Um, yeah. What I was thinking of were the two chefs that Sanji and Luffy were pretending to be, because as soon as they actually showed up to the, the kitchen, they were a bunch of nobodies, and they were just yeah. I was kind of hoping we were going to get like a food war going on there. Yeah, a little like food wars parody, a little bit. Like maybe Sanji's not... flex was still pretty good. It was cool because he he used all the leftover food, you know, to make up something that was way better than the food that the other chefs yeah. were cooking. But Especially, I would have been totally down for a food war. Yeah, or like a little scene where it's like, yeah, here are the two chefs. They're going to be the exact same show-offs that Jessica thought they were going to be, right? And then they're going to be even more wasteful than they were, something like that, right? And then she gives them the same speech that Sanji did, right? Where it's like, don't waste your shit. Show some passion, love, and care. Each little ingredient can serve some purpose, yeah. right? But instead, we just cut to the end where she's just yelling at them for being shitty chefs <laughs> or something like that. And they're just forgotten for the rest of the arc. They had a name. I think they're like the Mariano brothers or something like that. They had a name, but I'm just like, I did not even write them down because I forgot. They were totally irrelevant. <laughs> they were, but it's okay. Like I said, we got um, the special inspector from Navy HQ, uh, Major Shepard, a.k.a. Condoriano. Speaking of we special got... inspectors, can we get a drip check on special inspector Robin? Oh, my fucking God. Okay, she looks that dope. came out of nowhere. That was fucking sick. I did not expect yeah. that because you said drip check on Nami. I'm thinking like, it doesn't sound right. I didn't expect the drip check for Nami. Like, that was just nothing. The Robin drip check, though, I'm just really like... just an excuse to, <laughs> to set up for this one. Yeah, and I was like, can I get more scenes of actual disguises like this where it looks fucking sick? Not to mention there was a great scene where Usopp was pretending to be the major, right? Because he heard some info, was playing it along. She comes in with the exact same plan. And because this is also, like, before Robin is official straw hat, she had no problem throwing Usopp under the bus. <laughs> just yeah. going, I have no idea who this guy is. I've never seen this brain. man in my life. Nope. And you get that great scene where Usopp's being dragged out, but we just had that close-up of, like, Robin with the with the fucking purple shades. Just going, like, yeah, I'm just doing my thing, no problem. Like, she looks good in an admiral jacket. She or, like, really a commander knows. jacket. Which is, Like, you know, it almost heresy. looks too good. Exactly. It's like, it's almost as if she had training to be an assassin to infiltrate. You look too good <laughs> in your disguises. But yeah, like that was way too good. It was actually a very uh, big shame when she uh, got out of the outfit and she was just like, I don't need this disguise anymore. It's like, find yeah. a better excuse, please. please. Just too keep bad because it, it looked awesome. I thought she was going to keep the sunglasses at least because when she like George the jungled her way back onto the merry-go, she had the sunglasses still. But then she took off the shades, too, the next scene. I'm just like, oh, come on. You look the shades matched her outfit. It was good. <laughs> her actual outfit, not the disguise. But it looked really good. 
Um, oh, also the fact that the Straw Hats were again wearing the same attire that they had at movie four. It makes me almost think that movie four happened right before this arc. But it was clearly after Skype yet because, again, Nami's wearing the same evil top, right? And then Robin still has the, yeah. the corset and the pattern jacket. So I'm just thinking like, and Drake, right? The, that OC that just has, you know, the Civil War era sideburns. So you have like all these cameos in here that, sorry, cameos to me. Because I'm just like, oh, I recognize that guy. I recognize that look. So all that kind of worked together. But again, it was just a really fun arc. It all came together. Um, what was your favorite episode of the arc? I want to say the last episode for me personally, where it all like concluded, all came together. You had like yeah, the better either, scenes. Either the last one or the, the second to last. Is that Which one was it where Luffy get the, the shot from behind Luffy with all the cannons? The That's last the last one, one I think. Uh, yeah, probably one. that one. That one was probably really yeah. good, like visually it's, as well. Mm-hmm. I would think so too. And also, that was also when like you really saw like, because at that point, again, because Vice Commander uh, Jonathan... I would have liked a fight there as well. You know what I mean? That, so that was another thing I want to say that was actually interesting. We never saw Jonathan actually fight. Or do anything, really. Well, physically, right? Like, he does show up he, to he a says, few of the traps. He tells people to do stuff. And he's, he like, does. present. He does look good in his uniform. Maroon, that maroon sash he had, that was actually a unique look for him. And that's just he almost feels intimidating as well. So I was expecting bit. him to be kind of strong. Like a Ford F-150 Sam Elliott there. Maybe, maybe a team-up <laughs> situation, you know? with like, Yeah. Because we had a pretty well, strong team going in with Luffy, Zoro, Asanji, and Robin. Kind of made me oh, suspect yeah. that he was going to be, like, insanely strong. At least relative to them right now. Yeah, especially especially if he's supposed to be a Vice Admiral, that the wiki says. Yeah, he would have been justifiably strong. Yeah, because Vice Admiral is supposed to be one rank below, like, the big three, right? Like, Fujitora, Aikainu, right? Current day Kobe, Suru, Garp. Right, yeah. So, he should have been that powerful. So, if he wanted to, he could have actually probably one-shotted the Straw Hats if he wanted to. But that kind of adds to his character, right? Because we learn... This is actually one of the bit more interesting parts of the arc, where if it was a movie, it probably would have been cut out entirely. Where you saw a little bit of the politics, where we learned that, oh, this base is so safe, but it's also like outdated where it is positioned geographically. So it's being cut with the funding. So that's why Jonathan at the end was kind of revealing that, yeah, that's why we kind of had this thing going on where I didn't go 100%, but I had, I did my part because I wanted the Naval HQ to see you need the funding, right, to fund the space because we got the straw hats escape. And also, we got everyone, you know, working and livening up. We got the morale back up a little bit. Because, like, we got the straw hats to escape, but hey, we showed off that, you know, we're still got a job to do, right? We still got a discipline to work on. So, although that part, like, at the very end was, like, it wasn't done perfectly. It was interesting yeah. to see that. Because it was a different side to, again, hopefully something that Oda will get into more when the world government and the uh, revolutionary army clash more in the manga. Uh, maybe we'll get more of that. And we get, like, you know, that... the that same like moral uh, conundrum that uh, Fujitora is going through, right? The blind admiral. Because Jonathan was kind of showing off that, again, it's that weird, hard part doing it in a narrative where it's like, here are the bad guys. He's on the wrong side, but he's not a complete fucking asshole, right? He's more of like, yeah. I just want my guys to come home safe. I want my guys to do their job, have jobs. And we're doing, you know, we're doing a questionable thing. We're running a military base, so the problem all of them are probably not all good. But at the same time, it's like, well, Jonathan might be a fine. He just wants to fish. He just wants yeah, to chill. And I think it is open to the interpretation that 
he kind of just decided he didn't really want to capture the Straw Hats at some point. Yeah, he's just like, well, I, I gave my shot. And it's like, well, in reality, Yeah, there's a line at the end there where he's like, oh, there's not a lot of pirates left out there like them or, or something to that effect, right? Yeah. Also, just kind of worth it because I also like to believe as well what Major Shepard was just such a, a cunt that he was just like, oh, I just want to <laughs> just screw this guy in particular. Right. He's just kind of an asshole. I just don't like this guy. Because like, even Jessica's like, sorry, I, I jumped the shark and I punched him. And he's just like, I was going to do that, actually, if you didn't. So it worked out. <laughs> and by the way, Jonathan and Jessica, not a bad couple. They're just kind of like an old married couple. They're just like, they have yeah, their... Uh... Like the... Yeah, I, I got a little tired of the he doesn't want to eat his vegetables joke, which was legitimately played five to six times, I think. Was it played that frequently? It it fucking really felt like it. I feel at least four times. I'm I'm sure of it. I remember one of the better, I think it was the first time, I think it was when Luffy first meets him, right? That's the scene I remember where it was like right before or right after that, right? The first time he talks about the greens, right? He's, he's complaining like a kid, right? Where he's like, oh, I don't want to eat my greens. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. When Sanji was cooking it at least yeah, one you know, time, then it happened again one time at the end, and it happened a lot. Yeah, and I think there's another part, too, where I think he made Drake and some others aboard to eat his food for him instead, and they're like, oh, greens or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which again, it was played off a little bit, but that's why you—if it was a movie, you can trim the fat. But you know, fill arc. What are you gonna do? But um, yeah, Jonathan and Jessica's relationship was actually kind of uh, it was pretty cute, right? It's not the best thing in the world, but it's like eh, it's an old married couple. It's fine. Um, and again, as long as <laughs> as long as Shepard didn't get what he wanted, and we had the heroics of Condoriano going into the One Piece Legends, then I got my satisfaction from that. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, like I'll, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. so if, if this was... I guess we can't really give it a ranking because this is like a filler arc in Shonen. But I would say if you were to compare it to actual One Piece arcs, how low would this be? Because it's a filler arc. It's not going to be high tier. Mm-hmm. But how... Where would you rank it? Because I would say it's it, not it in the bottom three. Maybe, a, yeah, above like Little Garden... Yeah, I was actually. It, be, it beats here. out a couple of ours. I, think. I actually I wrote that here too because my bottom three are Punk Hazard, Syrup Village, and Little Garden. Those I are wrote also my bottom three, and I wrote down it's definitely above those three. I don't know if I would put it above are those the bottom three. I don't know. I need to do an official tier uh, ranking, both for everyone and for myself. I need to know. I need to know too. It could be possibly a future episode idea, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and if we do, we'll definitely have a video accompaniment of that, even if it's just the tier maker itself. Mm -hmm. Something to help us with that. Because I remember Davey Fightback always being told again and again, this is one of the worst ones. And then you reread it, and I read it, and I'm just like, yeah, it's low, but it's not bad. It's just entertainment. That's that's like, uh, okay, that's the one that that was slipping my mind. That might be my bottom three. Okay. (laughs) Do I I hate that more than Punk Hazard? I don't know. But listen, man, Afro, Afro Luffy, okay, come on. He brings it up a couple points. Punk Hazard is just uh, so... It's also... Let's not talk about that here, though. That's not what we're here. Yeah, We'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that. You could listen to our episode covering Punk Hazard, in which I think I spend an hour in my bulletin points complaining about <laughs> that arc. Yeah. Um, and yeah you can hear episode. all that in that episode. Mm-hmm. But maybe in a in a review detail, we yeah, do that. It's, it's not like it'd be like episode. the like a low middle tier if I were ranking this within One Piece arcs compared to other for a filler. Yeah, compared to filler arcs, I would definitely say 
without even watching the other filler arcs, I can safely say this would definitely be a high tier, just from, like, the, the care for the Straw Hats, right? The consistency to the characters. The OCs, most of the OCs are not bad, right? If anything, they're forgettable if they're bad, right? Kind of like there's the, only the a few daughter. named like uh, named OCs, anyways, and they're all pretty good. It also helps that the main two that I remember are have like such the most American normal boring names, so it's easy for right. me to remember. Admiral Even Shepard, Shepard's a pretty normal one as well. Yep. <laughs> what a fucking sleazeball asshole he was. <laughs> but at least Condoriano. Now Condoriano. that's a legend to the le- a true legend to live up to. A forgotten straw hat lost in the annals of history. <laughs> but yeah, overall, better than like the bottom arcs of One Piece. There's some there's enough love and care and passion put into this arc. Uh definitely padded, but that's expected. I mean it's in the name. You gotta fill some time. Yep. Although I had a this is almost like a non like a, a non question, but it's also a question. How come the arc is called G eight and not Navarone? I feel like Navarone yeah. the Island was used more often than G eight. A lot more. Also not to they mention. They only G8 said G eight sounds... like one time, I feel like in the very beginning, like, oh yeah, yeah with G A unit and this is Navarone. You know, and, yeah. and the whole rest of the arc they're like, We're the Navarone Marines. Yeah, and then Navarone was also a fictional place named after the classic action movie. Uh, I think it's like the raid on Navarone, I think. Because it's what the Wolfenstein games were based off of. It's based off that 60s movie. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I just thought that maybe, why isn't it called Navarone if it's named after these this classic action movie location that Wolfenstein's based off of? Instead, it's based, it's named after like a grid that Honestly, you say on Battleship. <laughs> even looking at how the arc kind of wrapped up, which I will also point out that it was interesting that uh, the Marines actually had their own through plotline in this arc, like front to back. Yeah, we actually started with them, right? Started and ended with the Marines, I believe. Yeah, that's Which, why it was, it was interesting and it was cool. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, if it was a movie with a bit more creative freedom and have like the Straw Hats be the secondary characters and have the Marines be the primary, that could be a, an, an interesting idea. But then that yeah. wouldn't be a a traditional one piece movie so i don't know if that idea would fly but i would like to see that more where it's like have the narrative be completely on the marines so you actually generally don't know where the straw hats are or what they're doing until you see them on screen like you see chopper as a doctor right you go okay that's clearly chopper but your perspective is from the the marines going through like man budget cuts really suck yeah they i heard they're gonna ship us out or some shit and then we have the straw hats coming there's in. potential there that could be really good yeah that could be a good that, that, to, that needs the right director or the right kind of vision, you know? Obviously, it's mm-hmm. easy to say, hard to do. Oh, absolutely. It's not easy to do it all whatsoever. But, again, like, a neat idea to attempt. Yeah. Also, consider, also very interesting ideas. Or we could just maybe get another festival. <laughs> 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 you know? Um, use another one of those for sure. Also, I had a legit question. I'm very concerned about Luffy's health. How long did he have that squid in his pants? The entire arc? <laughs> the whole time. I'm sure of it. Because that can't be sanitary, right? That can't... That part the, really for, made me laugh, because it's just so on point for Luffy. That's so Luffy. Uh, unsanitary for Luffy, also very unsanitary for the poor squid. I mean, yeah. come on, that, that poor thing had no oxygen for It's, so it's pretty long. gross all around. I agree. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate for the squid. <laughs> but it came but in clutch, so... He did, take he did. Those. For that final getaway, the Straw Hats to get up to... Sail on to um, Davy fight back. Also, apparently, according to our our lovely member in Discord, he also told us that 
uh, in the anime, I kind of, not kind of, sorry, um, Okuji, he doesn't show up in Debbie Fightback. He shows up in another different filler arc in the anime. Is that true? Do you remember? I have no idea. Because I'm just but imagining. I would assume so, because it is weird that they kept on, it was weird to me that they kept on mentioning Akainu. Um, oh, that was another little random tidbit that they, yeah, or a tidbit about Jonathan is that he's apparently, or the people, the people at the base and him are, are the protégés of Akainu. And it's like, they're completely different morally. Are yeah, you sure? <laughs> Akainu wasn't even mentioned until, I think, around Marineford originally, right? Yeah, and then also in this one, in hindsight, right, Akainu was like one of the more ruthless uh, admirals in the entire Navy. Probably why he got the job, right, and beat Okuji. And he's like the guy that's like, I have no problem killing my own men if it means killing a pirate. And then here we have Jonathan going, yeah, no, pull the men back. Not like Akainu at all. Yeah, I, want the, I don't want them to get hurt. I kind of think. Um, also, we're talking about Jonathan Iago was just remembered, reminded, because I mentioned how Drake was in movie four. Also, if you look in the background of, I think it's Stampede or Film Zed, Jonathan is actually in the seats with the other admirals. So oh, I, think really? that could re- I think it could reinforce the fact that he is, in fact, a vice admiral, because why would a regular commander be invited to like these admiral meetings, right? He, he was a vice admiral, for sure. Okay, he was. Okay. I just thought they called him Commander, but I think I, I'm thinking of mixing up with Commander of the Base, which is right, more vague. Like right? it's not, yeah. Like yeah, where it's like, yeah, he's just he's just the leader of the base, right? Maybe that's just a translation thing where it's like he's in charge, right? And his actual rank is in fact vice admiral. Again, what how strong is he actually? I'm curious. <laughs> I would have liked to see. And I feel like if you wanted to slot that in, there was a moment for it when there definitely was. You could have, like, stretched out, given us an, ep- an extra episode when they were inflating, or you could have done a preparation to inflate the octopus, and, you know, you could have had Luffy and him face off there. Hell, you could, so have blue- desired, you could have blue-balled us and have it so that when the cannon was lining up to take the shot, have him, like, doing, like, a stretch, where it's like, ah, well, I guess I gotta work out these old bones, right? And then Shepard bl- ruins the opportunity, right? And then the cannon gets fucked up, and he's like... Well, I guess I'm not going to go out there. After all, just because I need my right. greens, I didn't get them. Oh, well, let them go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, just like little things. So like, I don't know if they ever return and have like a G8 part two in the anime at some point. I don't know. Maybe show off then, right? Where what he can do. Because again, this is like one of those, not movie OC, but a filler OC. I'm like, yeah, sure. Bring it back. Why not? Yeah, that'd be interesting for him to come back around in another filler arc later you know they got yeah. transferred to a mobile unit in the grand line now i can yeah, see it especially especially because in the movies like i mentioned they haven't forgot him he's in the background at zed and i think in stampede as well you just see like again you just see sam elliott in the background somewhere so <laughs> yeah i'm i'm curious to hear what a general perception on this guy is so hit me up i actually wonder if there are like because you know how like there's always like the youtube essayists right that talk about everything one piece i wonder if there yeah. are people that are, it's like Here's the real deep tragic story of Jonathan from what we we know. If, <laughs> or something like if that. there is that video, it's by teching for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and if they want to link you that video, Justin, where can they find you? If you want to, yeah, actually, I would love that video. If, if <laughs> you can find me at Twitter on Jitsu J I T S Z U. If they want to talk to you about how unsanitary it is keeping octopus in your head, <laughs> where can they find you? Yeah, if you want to talk to me about unsanitary octopus in your pants or about how jonathan uh uh in the one piece abridged in my head is gonna sound like sam elliott 
You can find me at Jacob Miranda on Twitter. That is J-A-C-O-B-M-E-R-E-N-D-A, all lowercase, all one word. We also have a Discord that you can uh, join with a click in the subscription to our episode titles. You can also uh, donate to our Patreon to help us out. Doing so gives you a special title in the Discord, as well as little tidbits and special recordings that we may or may not release, depending on the availability. Because we're, we're working on the availability thing, but we got much better this week. Um, but yeah, we'll work on that. And if you want to leave us a positive review or constructive feedback, you can do so via Spotify, iTunes. Um, let us know how we're doing. Let us know it really if you're helps us out. Give us a testosterone boost. Get some good shit. It's the same feeling you get when you put a live squid in your pants, where you feel very energetic. You're like, "Holy shit! I am very aware and awake right now." <laughs> and, but in a positive way, right? Like, like if you're a Luffy, Just you know, that like mentality. Putting a squid in your pants. Exactly. Just do it. Everyone's tried it once, right? Right? No. Oh, okay. I I I I just, just keep quiet now. <laughs> so. Justin, what is our next episode going to be? In our next episode, we are actually going to do that very tier list oh, we were just sh- mentioning earlier, where we're going to kind oh, of shit. revisit all the arcs, do an overview, and kind of talk about our favorites gives us and least favorites. A little favorites. bit of a break, you know. Instead of watching new One Piece content, give a step back, re- review, go back to you know what we've gone through so far, reflect. Especially because, at least in the manga sense, Act Three is almost coming to a close. It feels like, uh, of course, you can quote me on this and just fucking point at me and laugh at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm up. brave. I'm not a coward. When Act Three ends soon, hopefully, please, Oda, please don't make me feel like an idiot. When it act ends soon, we will finally do our <laughs> Wano Act Three coverage in the OP is OP format. Until then, because it feels like it's close. I think we'll. I think we agree, right? We're gonna take a little step back and review like best arcs, best characters, more detailed review, like what we did at the Return to Shibodi episode. Yeah, some more, more of that kind of almost old school. Analysis yeah, as we're waiting we'll for the curtains to close for Act Three. Um, for the manga readers, I know you're all excited as well as I am. Anime watchers, I'm sure you guys are having a lot of fun too, because God, that fucking anime right now, it is skyrocketing in quality. Jesus fucking Christ. So it'll be a good time as well, just to like discuss like the highs and lows of the show and the manga series. Um, but yeah, next week we'll be discussing tier lists. Uh, we'll try to get that to be a YouTube video to have the visual aid, so that yeah, definitely. If you think, yeah, because a tier list it might not work for vis- uh, audio only, so there will be a, a hopefully a YouTube video that'll be the plan on Justin's YouTube channel, and post it on there as we discuss our favorite arcs in separate tiers and i can tell you right now ahead of time punk hazard will probably be at the bottom it's definitely going to be low but you can catch that (laughs) on our next episode thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you there bye bye